This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I am your host, Eric Christensen. And on this episode, I'm going to cover medroxyprogesterone acetate. Uh, sometimes referred to as Depo-Provera as brand name, or um, DMPA uh, for an abbreviation there as well. So uh, I'm going to specifically kind of stick to uh, the injection here in this episode and the one obviously specifically uh, for contraceptive uh, purposes. So uh, this drug is a progestin-only uh, contraceptive uh, method. It is injection. I mentioned that. And this injection is given every three months. And that certainly can be advantageous for uh, some patients that really aren't very good at remembering to take medications uh, or they just don't want to worry about it and don't want the hassle of uh, taking a, a once daily contraceptive. So we don't uh, obviously worry about adherence uh, quite as much uh, in, in these type of patients. However, uh, sticking on the theme of adherence, we do need to remember that uh, patients need to uh, come in and get this on a, a regular uh, basis, obviously a three-month uh, routine there. So, And, you know, I always educate patients that there's no um, medication that is absolutely 100% you know, perfect as far as contraception goes, uh, but obviously the uh, as long as patients are getting their routine uh, routine uh, injection, uh, the uh, risk for pregnancy is extremely extremely low. Uh, adverse effect uh, profile. Uh, well, first let's cover mechanism of action. So, how does this uh, prevent uh, pregnancy? So. The drug inhibits uh, gonadotropin release from the pituitary. And so if you remember that, um, by blocking that, that can actually, um, or the, those gonadotropins are necessary for ovulation and follicular maturation, uh, things of, of that nature. And so by blocking that release of those gonadotropins, uh, what you ultimately do is prevent ovulation, which is necessary, obviously, um, for uh, pregnancy to happen. So that's how it um, gives its uh, contraceptive uh, action there. Uh, side effects. So one of the, the biggest things that, that can be a little bit unpredictable in patients and um, sometimes can lead to uh, discontinuation or, or patients not wanting to continue to use it is uh, unpredictable uh, bleeding, spotting, things of that nature. And this is generally much more prominent uh, in the first few months, kind of as the, the concentrations are getting more to, to steady state. Um, over time, if patients obviously continue on it, uh, with longer-term use, you're going to get amenorrhea, 
menorrhea, where basically, you know, the patient isn't going to have uh, their regular menses anymore at all. So in that meantime of, you know, starting the medication and getting, you know, to that, that more long-term use, um, there can be some, some difficulty uh, with that unpredictable uh, bleeding, spotting, and things of, of that nature. So important to remember that, important to educate patients on that. Uh, with longer-term use, there is a boxed warning um, with this medication uh, recommended uh, to not to be used for greater than, than two years. Along with uh, warnings is the risk for loss of bone mineral density. So in patients who are taking this, you know, I, I do consider uh, asking, looking uh, at their diet, and, you know, maybe ensuring that they're actually getting a, a decent amount of, of calcium and, and vitamin D in their diet, or at least uh, asking about it and reminding them that uh, that intake is critical uh, for good bone health there. Uh, it is an injection, so, you know, with any injection, you can have uh, injection site reactions, you know, redness. Uh, itching, maybe a, a little bit of a, a bruise spot. Uh, usually this isn't serious um, and does go away, but obviously if it's something that's uh, really concerning, getting worse, you know, after the injection and continues to get worse, uh, then we've got to have those patients uh, seek medical attention and try to figure out what's, what's going on. Uh, rarely patients can get a little bump or feel a little lump at the, the site of that in injection as well. Uh, weight gain as far as adverse effects go um, is a little bit controversial. There's some mixed evidence kind of either way. So I would say that the jury's still out a, a little bit. You may see either um, happen in practice. Uh, so just, just keep that in mind. Patients might read, um, you know, one where it says, yeah, it should cause weight loss. And they, they might read online, yeah, this is supposed to cause weight gain. That, that's, I'm not, this isn't the, you know, medication for me because of that. Um, so just, yeah, I, I think at this point we're still kind of uh, in that mixed evidence stage of uh, weight gain versus uh, weight loss or weight neutral on this medication. Uh, one other important uh, education point I think that, you know, people tend to, to overlook uh, is reminding patients um, that this does not pr protect against sexually transmitted diseases. So HIV, AIDS, uh, you know, chlamydia, gonorrhea, wh whatever STD um, that you're, you're thinking about or that the patient's concerned about, it, it will not do that. So I think that's very, very important to remind patients about that who may have this preconceived notion that um, it, it does prevent uh, that type of thing. From a pharmacokinetic uh, standpoint, obviously this injection is given approximately every three months. And when you've got a medication like that, uh, obviously we have to have a long uh, half-life for the drug. So when this drug is given, the half-life, uh, so that's the time it takes for uh, basically half the drug to, to uh, be eliminated from the body. Uh, Half-life uh, is probably in the, the upper 40s to around 50 days uh, for that half-life. So very, very important, I think, uh, to remember that. And that's, you know, the reason why we can um, get by with, with only giving 
uh, that injection every uh, three months there. So let's take a quick break from our sponsor here, and we will finish up with drug interactions. If you're looking for board certification resources, NAPLEX, BCPS, BCACP, uh, geriatrics, uh, BCGP, uh, MTM exam study materials, uh, definitely go check out meded101.com slash store. Uh, we've got links to all our resources there. Uh, we've also got books uh, on case studies, clinical pearls, things of that nature. Great for any uh, practicing clinician, practicing uh, healthcare professional, nurse, uh, physician, um, students, pharmacists, of course, as well. So go check those resources out. I've got a deal on the first book for Audible for free. We've got links to that. So if you've never tried an audiobook before, uh, we've got a link. You can get your first one for free. So a nice little uh, free takeaway there if you've never uh, listened to books on Audible. It's a good way to, to give it a shot and get uh, six to eight hours of free uh, clinical pharmacy, clinical medication um, education there. So again, meded101.com slash store has all those uh, resources and a growing list of resources as well as I continue to work on uh, other projects and other educational materials. So with that, let's finish up on drug interactions. Uh, I definitely try to remember uh, enzyme inducers, and there's lots of kind of classic uh, enzyme inducers, um, Tegretol, uh, barbiturates, phenytoin, uh, oxcarbazepine, uh, St. John's wort, rifampin, all of these drugs uh, have the potential to lower concentrations of the medroxyprogesterone. So where, what does that result in or how can that be problematic? Uh, if we have lower concentrations of that drug, which is our contraceptive method, we're going to run the risk of that contraceptive method failing and increase the risk of pregnancy, which is likely what your patient absolutely does not want if they are um, getting this injection on a routine basis. So uh, it can be pretty tricky to, to catch this because, you know, if, if they're seeing a specialist, let's say, and, and they, you know, put the patient on, on carbamazepine, for example, um, they may totally forget that they're actually receiving drug in that every three-month injection. So definitely very, very important to educate um, your patient to let other uh, providers know if they're seeing specialists, if they're on a lot of medications, let them know that they're receiving uh, this injection and that's what they're using uh, for birth control. So critical, critical um patient education point there. I, I can't emphasize that enough um, because you are putting your patient at risk if we start something, you know, say they get their injection a month ago and now they're seeing the specialist for something, you know, it's just not on their mind that they're getting this injection uh, once every, every three months. At least for most patients, it's not going to be on their mind. So very, very important to remember uh, some of those uh, drugs and the risk uh, that they can... Um, cause as far as inducing metabolism and reducing concentrations leading to an increased risk for pregnancy. Uh, there are some HIV drugs, uh, Favarins, Ritonavir, Lopinavir, uh, there's others as well. Uh, so remember if you've got a patient 
who is on an HIV regimen, uh, that would definitely be somebody I would be looking up and basically running that drug interaction screen, um, ensuring that um, DMPA can be used as a contraceptive method and we're not going to have uh, those um, induction of enzymes and, and lower concentrations, putting our patient at risk for pregnancy. Other drug interactions, uh, probably the, the big one I wanted to um, point out that, that you will see warnings on or precautions on uh, patients who may be at risk uh, for coagulation disorders. So if you've got a patient on an anticoagulant, which isn't terribly common, obviously, in our younger patient population that's probably taking this uh, for birth control, but if you happen to have a patient uh, that is taking an anticoagulant or at risk uh, for some reason, uh, there is potential uh, for medroxyprogesterone to increase that thromboembolic risk. So important to remember that. Obviously, that can be a really serious thing if it uh, induces that risk of, of clot or raises that risk a little bit. Uh, that can obviously lead to a serious, uh, serious complication there. With that, I think I'm going to wrap up the podcast for today. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, go snag your, your free resource, 31-page uh, top 200 PDF, uh, where I lay out important clinical pearls uh, for each of those top 200 drugs. Great resource for uh, you know pharmacy students, med students, nursing students, uh, pharmacy technician students uh, that have to, to study pharmacology as well. I highlight really important things. Um, from each of those drugs in the top 200. Go check that out. Download that for free at reallifepharmacology.com simply for subscribing uh, to the podcast so you know when we've got new episodes and new things going on there. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, uh, LinkedIn's a, a good place to do that. Eric Christensen, uh, PharmD, BCPS, BCGP. Um, also track us down on the, the website, reallifepharmacology.com or meded101.com as well. I'm going to sign off for today. Uh, leave us a rating review. Greatly appreciate it if you've done that already uh, on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Um, take care. Thanks for listening. And have a great rest of your day. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.